one of those moments, if you're an outdoors person or an angler, that just makes you shake your head. You're having a good time outside on a nice hike on a beautiful day, or you're about to reel in what you think is a huge fish, then you realize it's garbage. Not like literally garbage. A nest of fishing line, a bottle cap, a can of pop, a boot. These are some of the issues that our guests today are trying to solve with their new clean water bag. Fish Gods is Tyler Waldenbaugh, who recently graduated from Edinburgh, and Hunter Klobuchar, who's finishing up his degree. They've started a company that is dedicated to this mission of cleaning the waterways one bag of garbage at a time. They joined us today on Tartan Talks to discuss their bag and discuss why they're so passionate about cleaning up the streams, the rivers, the hiking trails, just nature in general. So thanks for joining us today on Tartan Talks. We're here with Tyler Waltonbaugh and Hunter Klobuchar. They're going to be talking about their clean water bag. This is Tartan Talks, a podcast from Edinburgh University. I'm your host, Christopher LaFuria. Each month, we'll take a look at individuals who make Edinburgh an exciting, diverse, and profound place to discover your passions. All right, thank you for joining us again here today on Tartan Talks. We have with us two Edinburgh students, one current student and one graduate, who created their company to combat plastic pollution and raise other environmental concerns that affect the fisheries and waterways. Today we have Tyler Waltonbaugh, who graduated from Edinburgh University in 2020. He has a degree in strategic communications. And we have Hunter Klobuchar, who is expected to graduate in 2020 with an environmental geology degree. Their company Fish Gods was created in April of 2019, an environmental company geared towards protecting and cleaning waterways to ensure future sustainability of the fisheries. The idea for their company Fish Gods came from a trip in June of 2018, when they traveled throughout Pennsylvania, assessing waterways, collecting data from the most remote streams and rivers. And they noticed a recurring trend of plastic and garbage pollution throughout the waterways. After they returned from that trip, they decided to make a difference. And we're gonna talk about their business, we're gonna talk about their product today, and also we're gonna include a link to their Kickstarter campaign, which they just launched in October, 2020. So welcome Hunter, welcome Tyler, welcome to Tartan Talks today, thank you for joining us. Awesome, Chris, thanks for the great introduction and thanks for having us here today. Yeah, Chris, thanks for having us on. All right, so tell us, the, the first thing that comes to mind when I see your company is the phrase fish gods. We know you're an environmental sustainability company. You want to protect waterways and clean pollution. Tell us first where fish gods came from. I know you're both avid anglers, uh, fly fishermen, travel across the streams and waterways to fly fish, to stream fish. You probably do a little boat fishing. So fish gods, where did that come from? Yeah, uh, fish gods actually came from our passion for uh, fishing and being outdoor enthusiasts. Um, it's kind of a common phrase that's said amongst fishermen. They, you know, you pray to the fish gods for a good catch. You pray to the fish gods for rain, for a good fishing day. Um, so we kind of took that play on words and we thought it would be a perfect fit for um, our environmental cleanup company slogan. Um, you know, pray to the fish gods and they'll bless you with clean waterways. They'll clean up your waterways um, and they'll provide you better fisheries. So that's kind of where the idea came for the fish gods. And there's actually a lot of history with the name as well. Um, I believe in Hawaii, it's like there's an ancient fish god uh, where like they would, you know, do that same practice, pray to them for uh, good catches and fortune. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's a cool little logo too. I'm sure you'll see, we'll include the link in our, in our show notes. 
So Tyler, uh, you guys both are avid anglers. You also started a fly fishing club uh, here at Edinburgh. Why have you been able to incorporate your love of fishing and your love of the outdoors with this environmental sustainability company? Well, it was pretty natural. I mean, you know, you, you take care of what you love and that's really what this stems from. Our company and our product was created from us seeing a problem out there, you know, while we're out on the streams and the river. So it was just natural for us being so passionate about what we do out there fishing that we saw that problem and we just naturally wanted to take care of it and we want to protect it. And we want ourselves to be able to enjoy our, you know, that outdoor passion of fishing. And we want our children and our children's children to be able to really fully, you know, immerse themselves in the outdoors without being seeing plastic pollution everywhere they go. I mean, these streams that we fish in, our national parks, our state systems that protect these waterways, they're beautiful right now, but they're, you know, they're being harmed with plastic pollution and garbage. But it was, it was just really a natural step for us, you know, protecting what we love. That's where it comes from. And, you know, being a, a casual fisherman myself, I, I, I've caught the, I've caught the boot in the stream. I've stepped on a, a pop can while walking. One of the worst. And I think uh, it also kind of talks about the, the sport itself. I've reeled in a fishing line net from somebody else who had just cut it and let it launch into the stream. So I think it's kind of a good awareness campaign that you have too, that not only are you trying to protect the stream, but you're also part of the system too. You, you can do everything yourself to clean up and you can, you can be aware, but this kind of, this kind of business is, is good to spread awareness to fishermen and people that love the outdoors that, Hey, we're, we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah. you're, ex you're absolutely right, Chris. And I mean, our bag, you know, first and foremost, it's not designed just for the angler in mind. It's designed for anglers to solve a problem, but at the same time, it can be used for hikers, bikers, backpackers, kayakers. It could be used in almost any outdoor um, situation, you know, an outdoor enthusiast might find themselves. But like you said, this bag was created because not only to go out and pick up trash and plastic, but to contain your own waste while on your stream. Just like you said, you were fishing one day and you hooked into a line. Hunter and I were just in New York salmon fishing last week, and I can't tell you how many times we hooked up into fish, but it wasn't actually hooking up into a fish that was biting. We were hooking up into a bird's nest of line in the water that a fish was tangled up on, and that's how we hooked up in some of these fish. It's unreal how many fishermen cut their line, throw it in the water, leave it on their banks, crush a pop can or a wrapper, and throw it on the bank. Our bag's a solution for that as well. You know, when you're out on the day, out on the stream all day, that bag is a great solution to put cans into your cut line and, you know, any other item that you may have. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell us, tell us a little about this bag. It's called the, the clean earth bag. It's kind of a, it's a small outdoors bag that you can hook onto your fishing gear. You can put your own trash in, or if you see some, something else, you can clean it up. Hunter, tell us a little bit about the bag and what, what makes this so unique to the outdoors experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the clean earth bag, is made for the outdoor enthusiasts. You know, current practices right now are you bring a shopping bag with you, a grocery bag or a trash bag with you while you take part in these outdoor activities. And Tyler and I, we did that, you know, for about a year and a half. We went out fishing, we bring shopping bag with us. And that just like simply didn't work for us because it's just really cumbersome to tote around with you all day. You put a bunch of trash into it, you put a pop can in it and then it rips and then all the trash you collected just goes all over the water that you just cleaned up. So we realized maybe this isn't the best practice to, you know, do this and why not create a toll, you know, a symbol for a piece of 
the gear for outdoor enthusiasts to pick up and become part of a movement. So that's really, we created the Clean Earth Bag out of that idea. And with that in mind, we wanted to make sure that it had all the qualities that the trash bag and the plastic bag did not. Um, we made it collapsible. So when you're not using it, it's easily stored away or you don't notice it's even on you. Whenever you pick up trash, say you only pick up two, three cans that day. You don't want this huge bag with you flopping in the wind. So we made a tension buckle system exactly for that reason. So as you pick up trash, you can expand the bag as needed. Um, the attachableness of it makes it really versatile because you can just attach it to any piece of gear, your waders, your boat, wherever situation you might find yourself in, uh, that bag can be used that way. And we also, being fishermen, we, we really brought some aspects of that to the bag. So we made it drainable because fishermen a lot of time find themselves out in the water, you know, submerging the, submerging the bag in the water. So we made uh, sure that the bag could be drainable. Um, that way it's not picking up mildew after, you know, you're not using it um, and all that water can drain out of the product. And it, it can easily go through like a dishwasher or a, or a washing cycle and, and clean up right after that? Yeah. Yeah. So say you pick up some, you know, you have pop cans or someone sometimes you have beer cans out there. You're going to have some of that liquid left over in the bag. It being drainable, you can add some soap to it, some water. If you have a hose or a sink, you can just rinse it right out hang that baby up and it will dry out, you know, in a few hours and you're good to go for the next round. So what's, what's the bag made out of? Is it pretty sturdy or is it something that you need to really keep your eye on? Yeah, the bag is extremely durable. Um, you know, it's when you, when you hold the bag, it's, it's not like a, it has mesh like qualities and it is a mesh style pattern throughout the bag, but it's not like a typical mesh, like a cotton mesh that snags and is light and flimsy. Um, you know, we have a, a lot of different materials throughout the bag. Um, you know, we have, it's, it's made very rigid. It's made very durable. It's got some substantial weight to it. So you don't have to worry about it ripping it tearing. You don't have to worry about your hooks getting lodged into it with a bar bend and not being able to get out. It's a very durable, well-made, substantial product. And it has, it, I noticed it has zippers on the side so you can unload it without having to reach your hand in there and grab all the garbage. Yeah. Right. So it's, exactly. just, it's yeah. got an easy unload. Easy unload. You know, you can either, if you hold the lid across with your fingers, you know, kind of spread the lid out, you can actually dump stuff out that way. Or you can, you know, use what's designed for and use the zipper, open it up, dump it into a recycling bin or if it's organic trash into a trash bin. So it's pretty easy to dispose of for the trash. And then the last part of it, which is kind of unique is, is that lid. So it, it looks almost as if you put the trash in there, but it'll have a difficult time coming out. Uh, Hunter, talk a little bit about the design for that and, and why that makes it a, a good feature. Yeah, and I think this is one feature that makes our, our bag very unique. So we put a lot of time and effort into getting this right. Um, we realize as an outdoor enthusiast, a lot of the times you have your hands full with the fishing rod or whatever gear you might have with you. So we thought it was really important to be able to pick up the trash or plastic that you find, insert it in the bag easily with one hand and having that waste contained, ensuring that it can't come out of the bag. So we implemented that design um, into our, our lid, which is pretty unique. Um, it's a, you know, a four cut um, triangle lid if you look at it. Um, and it's made so that once you put that trash in, it won't come back out. 
which is really awesome. Which is the exact opposite of what happens with the plastic bag. You, you have something that's not water resistant. You have something that can break easily and it has such a wide opening that if you, even if you have the best intentions that you want to clean up, you're going to lose some of that stuff or you're going to cut a hole through it. So this seems like a very durable option. And it's uh, what, what I like about it is it's not cumbersome. So like you don't have to carry around, like when you carry around a cooler and all your gear and your fishing bag and your tackle box, this isn't something you have to worry about having an extra hand for. You can clip right onto your vest or you can clip right onto, uh, I, I personally, I take a walk with my kid all the time. I can hook it onto a stroller. I can hook it onto a backpack. It looks like it's, it's more convenient. And I think, I think that's kind of what is the big selling factor for this too, because I think, I mean, I know anglers love their gear, but they really want to focus on all the gear they need to land the fish. You know, they want to have all the, all the lures and all the hooks and all your gear, but this seems something like it's not going to be in the way. It's going to be easy to access and you're doing everybody a huge favor. So talk a little bit about the audience for this. I, I know you guys are both very passionate about helping the environment, clean the waterways. Have you had a lot of discussions with other anglers and other outdoors people about the need for this sort of product? Yeah, yeah. we have. Um, we've done a lot of on-stream surveys. Uh, we've talked a lot with our community and really taking their advice in what they said is how we crafted our design for our bag. And one of the main things that you know kept popping up was they wanted a reusable option, an option that would last them forever. So you know, if they're bringing a trash bag or plastic bag with them, they get maybe one or two uses out of it, and then it gets discarded and sent away to be recycled again or to, to the landfill. And they, that's great and all, but they wanted an option, a piece of gear that would last them one time you buy it, and you have this bag that allows you to clean up plastic and garbage every time that you go out to the outdoors for years to come. Um, so that's why we designed our bag uh, to be reusable. Um, and I think that's probably one of the most key features that we brought out of um, listening to our community and doing those surveys. Absolutely. Now it sounds, talking to you guys, it sounds like you have been in business for years and this is just a new product you're launching, but you guys just started this business a couple of years ago while you were students at Edinburgh. So talk about the process of starting this company, doing the marketing, the research, what helped you be successful and, and why are you so passionate about making this business a successful one? Tyler, why don't you talk about your, your background on the business? Sure. Well, my personal background on the business, I think Hunter and I pretty much equally carry the load, but we definitely handle different aspects of the business. Naturally, myself being a communication major, I like to handle the day-to-day -day communications with people. I like to handle the emails, um, the calls, um, you know, I like to set up the appointments. I like to, I like to, you know, contact distributors, contact businesses. I, that, I like doing that. Uh, naturally, with my degree, I should like doing that. Um, but, you know, starting this business, um, and we can go into, of course, a million things that we both do for the business. But really, I think starting this business and what we took away from it is you have to surround yourself with your community what your community offers, and you have to reach out to people. You cannot start a business alone, even if you think you can. You know, there's so many resources out there that are just ready to send out to businesses that want to start up. There's the city of Erie in particular, who really helped, you know, fund us through Ben Franklin Technology Partners. There's just so many resources for one, students, and two, people starting up businesses. There's not every day where investors come across good business ideas and people that are passionate. So, 
you know, we have a good business idea and we are extremely passionate. So naturally, our university is ready to work for us. Entrepreneurs in different spaces are ready to help us and investors are in ready to invest. And I think anybody can apply that to a business that they might wanna start up because people want to see good things succeed. And I think that's kind of where we're at. And it also sounds like you're very invested in the mission and idea behind it. I think far too often entrepreneurs get into a business to try and make money and to try and be successful. But it almost kind of reminds me of when uh, Yvonne Chouinard started Patagonia. He started making crampons because he was a, a rock climber. So he decided to make a business out of what he knew. When they started, when Patagonia started to make their first shirts, he, he wanted strong, sturdy material that was going to last. So it's almost this, this business came out of a passion that both of you have, whereas Hunter is the, the science background. You, you have your, you're getting your degree in environmental geology. And entirely, you have the communications aspect. But when it comes down to it, beyond the training and beyond the education, you both have a love for the outdoors. And I think when you talk about investors and when you talk about people that want to support your mission, they want to see two people that are passionate about what they're doing. And I think, I think it, it goes to show both of you definitely have that. So talk a little bit about, you know, why do you want to focus on the outdoors? I mean, there are a lot of ways that we could be helping with clean air or waterways, whether it's inventing a new metal straw or, you know, lobbying legislators about making stricter policies. What about this project relates to kind of your lives the most? Like why, why the outdoors? The out, so it's quite simple, actually, Chris. So the outdoors is one of the largest recreational activities. Um, in the United in the United States, and I believe you know amongst the world, the outdoor market is massive. And with that massive market and that amount of people who take part in the outdoors every day or every year, if we could just get each person to just pick up one pound of trash, just one pound a year, we would have major environmental cleanup success. And that's all it would take. You know, it's not jumping through these hoops of uh, politics or legislature. It's just getting people to join a movement throughout the industry that hasn't been done yet and make a difference for the, the ecosystems, the land and the water that we're all so passionate about and, you know, that we all take part in. So why, why not take action and join this movement? So we really saw, you know, this as a, a key piece to the puzzle um, to kind of solve this, this world problem. That's kind of where we thought we would step in, create this company try to ignite this movement throughout the outdoor industry and let's start cleaning up plastic, you know, one bag at a time. And then let's take it a step further and let's start innovating new products and projects to make a difference for our planet. And I think, I think that's kind of a, an indication of where the field of environmentalism and um, outdoor products is going. I think for the last couple of decades, we've been seeing a lot of the, the banal platitudes and all these sayings like save the earth, save the water, you know, save the turtles, uh, but it's, it's mostly just a big marketing campaign. You want to make uh, people aware of the issue and get them to, to take action. But your product here is actually giving people a, a physical, concrete way to do that. So it's yeah. kind of like connecting your mission and your personal beliefs on what we should be doing with a lot of data too. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've analyzed how much pollution has gone into the, to the waterways. I mean, you've seen it yourself just from walking the streams and picking up trash. So this is kind of a way to put the mission of cleaner waterways in action, which I, which I think is pretty impressive. So we're recording this podcast uh, the last couple of weeks of October. So when it runs, it'll probably be the, the first or second week of November 
At that time, you'll be part of the way through your Kickstarter campaign. Talk a little bit about the Kickstarter campaign, why you decided to go that way, and what are some of the things that you're learning from doing that sort of crowdsourcing? We started the Kickstarter because, well, first a little background on Kickstarter is businesses do not launch a Kickstarter to make money off of. It's that simple. You do not come out of a Kickstarter making a lot of money. Kickstarter takes fees. Managers take fees. There's fees everywhere through Kickstarter. But the, the thing that Kickstarter and why it's so great is because you get a platform and an audience that you, you just don't get starting organically or starting traditionally. And we know that we're going to come out of Kickstarter with not a lot of profit, but that's fine. We're able to start our company. We're able to start our mission. We're able to get all of our bags in the hands of outdoor enthusiasts, which first and foremost, that's number one for us. When we get these thousands of bags into the hands of outdoor enthusiasts, they're going to start cleaning up the environment. So check mark one is done. We're creating change. Second is to start building our, our phase two. And Kickstarter is going to get us our phase one. It's going to build our audience. A 30-day 30, 30 campaign on Kickstarter typically generates you a pretty decent audience and starts getting your name out there. And that's what we need. We've realized that there is a huge difference between old school environmentalism and new school. And you can look at a lot of that as what Elon Musk is doing. Um, you know, you can start companies like SpaceX and, you know, you're not a government agency. You are getting funding from the people directly and you are using that capital raised to do amazing things for this world. And that's what we're doing. You know, we're not trying to be a campaign or a, a marketing initiative and we are not trying to be a government agency. We are, Fish Gods is created to raise money from the consumer, but to put that money directly back into the environment, to put it right back in the systems that are going to make change. We've seen over the years and decades that state and government agencies for environmentalism are losing tons of funding. You know, the, the, when that was all happening years and years and decades ago, it was booming, but now we see a, a huge decline in those memberships and that funding. So we know that this is the right route to make huge change in the industry, which is raise money through our bag, through our future products, and through our entire company history as we proceed forward. I think people are, are, are looking to support private businesses that want to step up and, and, and take the call in to, to make environmentally friendly products. So I think they're, they're all, there's also a big audience of environmentalists that scroll through Kickstarter just looking for the next big product to back or just to throw support to people that want to try and make a difference. I guess what it comes down to is, you know, you have a, a it's a simple product. It's something that can be very profound in its impact. It's easy to use. So I think that's kind of going to be the success factor is being able to, you know, to show the need for this, which you've clearly done and to, to kind of make yourself, make people aware of, of what it can do. What are some struggles and some, some things you found that were very unexpected in starting this company or, or launching this product? Yeah. So some of the struggles, you know, first and foremost that come up as a business startup is time and money. Um, starting this business, everything takes capital. Um, so we have to constantly go out, raise more capital to take our company to that next milestone, next project. Um, so that's why we're really hoping uh, through this Kickstarter platform and moving forward that we can gain, uh, you know, gain this movement, gain this awareness that we need so that, you know, 
um, our, our crowds, our audiences can help fund our company so that we can make massive change very quickly. Um, another thing that you know comes up, especially for me being a full-time college student, is that I have five classes that I have to handle day to day, along with answering emails, phone calls, um, and pertaining to the business. And you know, it's a constant struggle of like balancing those two things out. Um, and obviously, you know, my passion and my heart's in the business, and I want to make change for this world. So that's kind of where like a lot of my priorities go to. So um, those two things always seem to come up for sure. And I'm sure Tyler you know, has uh, experienced, you know, similar. Yeah, similar. Tyler, it, it's interesting from your perspective too, because you just graduated from college. You're about to start your career, about to start your job searching and, and so forth. I guess, what are you excited about? And what are you anxious about launching a company right after college? Well, just like Hunter said, you know, he's enrolled full-time in classes. I have a full-time job. You know, I got a job right after school, you know, right after graduation. Um, and, you know, I'm working the typical, you know, eight hour workday every day. So, you know, I have first priority right now is, you know, of course I have to fulfill my obligations at work. Um, that's eight hours a day, but you know, there's 24 hours in a day. So I got a lot of hours left throughout the day to put all in the fish God. So, you know, it's been for Hunter and I both, it's been a lot of early, early mornings. It's been a lot of late, late nights um, into the early morning. And we've been making it work over the past two years, you know, whether it was two years ago, both as students or right now, you know, Hunter is a student and I'm working full time. So it's definitely been a struggle, but we've always made it work and we'll continue to make it work until something happens where fish gods can take that number one, you know, seat and where we're putting all of our day's energy towards. Yeah. Um, and, you know, coming out of college, launching a company, it's a great thing. Um, and I'm really excited about it. And I know Hunter's excited about it as he's leaving college. Um, and hopefully for the both of us in the future, there is opportunity for fish gods to be that full-time career. Yeah. And, and it may be premature to, to think about this, but this is a great concept, a great product. Are there, are there other areas where you'd like to see designing your product for, or are there any other ideas that you've been thinking about without giving away too much of your trade secrets? Are, are there other things you've been even, even looking at? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this bag is the is the first item that we've created, but we already have a handful others that are already in the works. Um, you know, the, the goal with this Kickstarter is to raise enough money where we can start new initiatives. And a lot of those new initiatives, which it's not really going to give anything away, I think it's just the natural step forward for us. And I think most of our, you know, our peers and people around us know that is we're going to try to work with ocean plastics recovery. There's so many ocean plastics and, you know, ghost nets that are drifting out in the oceans. We're going to try to harness that material and recycled plastic, you know, whether it's directly from Erie or whether it's from the oceans. And we're going to be making our products out of, you know, fully sustainable materials, fully recyclable plastic. We have a ton of products already in our pipeline that we're just waiting on our audience to build. We're waiting on our capital to get there. And it's going to start happening as soon as we have it. It sounds like you have a great start. It looked like the first couple of weeks, you already have almost 150 backers. People are, are really getting excited about this product. What, what, so what, where are you at right now? Like, what are, what are the next steps for you after this Kickstarter campaign? Just seeking more funding and getting your word out there? Or are, you, are you hitting up any big trade shows or, or looking for publications? What's, what's next for you guys? Well, you know, we still have a lot, a lot of time left on our Kickstarter to really give you that answer. We have a couple of directions, you know, for different scenarios on 
post Kickstarter and how we're going to take it. But the main thing to know is that after the Kickstarter is funded and we fully believe it's going to be funded, you know, we're 60% through on day three. Um, we have a lot of stuff coming in our pipeline for the rest of the campaign. Um, but after our campaign and our Kickstarter is done, I think the Kickstarter and we truly believe that the Kickstarter will be the validation that we need that our product is a great market fit. Once we have that validation, once our products are in the hand of consumers, they're going to know and the traction that we have built from this Kickstarter, I think will give us that right platform to reach higher investment or to partner with the right people or to get our the brand into the correct retail space it needs to be. Nice. Very cool. So I've, I'm always curious when I talk to young entrepreneurs, what are your, what are your family and friends saying about this? Do they think you're crazy? Do they, are they encouraging you? Are they supporting your mission? Like what do you hear from the people that, that you're, that you're seeking advice from? Yeah. Well, you know, I feel very blessed and I think Tyler does as well. We have a great support from our friends and family. Um, they've supported our campaign. They've supported us since day one. Um, when we went through the Ben Franklin um, Tech Accelerator Program and when we won the, the $5,000 that really started our business, I think at that pitch night, we had about 30 friends and family there. Um, and ever since then, you know, that support and that backing has been there. And they're just constantly motivating us to uh, continue forward because they believe in our mission. They believe in what we're doing um, and they believe in a, in a cleaner earth. So I think that, you know, with that support, you know, that pushes Tyler and I forward. Um, a lot more than, you know, other uh, entrepreneurs. Tyler, same goes for you too. Support a family, support a cast of friends helping you out. Absolutely. You know, Chris, it's really interesting to see too. Um, I know Hunter and I mentioned this to our family, you know, two years ago when we had this idea and it's, it's always been support from family, friends and everybody. We really haven't had negative backlash. I mean, how can you say anything negative about, you know, trying to make the earth a cleaner place. Right. It's a really hard argument to make, but, um, you know, it's, it's been interesting to see the seriousness level of our friends and family. You know, we went from this idea. Awesome. We support you. Then we started getting funding. Okay. You know, we got interest coming in, but now that we are beyond funding, we're beyond prototypes. We have our product. We have our website. We look official. We are official and we have actual plans and now we have traction and funding. I think it's just really cool to see how it went from a lot of support to how can we help you now? Just beyond friends and family, we have strangers that reach out to us, you know, especially now with Kickstarter every day from all these small companies, a lot of fly shops throughout the country, a lot of we have people, you know, in Hawaii, environmental companies reaching out to us saying, we've been watching you. This is great. Okay. Now, how can we help you? We want you guys to succeed. So it's been amazing. The, the surrounding community that we don't even know reaching yeah. out to us. It's been awesome. And, that, and that's interesting. Cause you said, how can you argue with uh, environmentally based company mission, but also how can you argue with um, a group of students that you, you do your homework? Like you can't like, You've learned the product in college, you're, you're young, fresh-faced entrepreneurs, but you're not just coming out here with an idea. You're coming out here with an idea and a business plan and prototypes and audience surveys and everything. So, so I, think, um, I think everything's kind of setting up in line for you guys. And I, I'm impressed with your product. I think I wish you guys the best. The, the last question I have, uh, with all this work you're doing with your full-time jobs with school and fish gods, do you guys get time to go fishing? <laughs> not as much yeah. as I used to. Yeah, not um, as much as you used to. Yeah, I find myself, you know, sacrificing my love for hunting and fishing to uh, 
take care of business matters in school, um, which is okay. I hope, you know, I'm fine with that because I'm so passionate about what we're doing. And I just, I really hope that it, it turns out. I want this to, uh, to become a success and a movement throughout the industry. So those sacrifices in the woods um, are well worth it. And I know one day uh, I'll have more time to get back out there. So. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Tyler and Hunter, for joining us here today on Tartan Talks. We're chatting today with Fish Gods, the creators of the Clean Earth Bag. You can find out more about the Kickstarter campaign, a little bit about these two guys and about their products at fishgods.co. That's fishgods.co. Thank you once again, guys, for, for joining us here today. And best of luck with your product and your company. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for everybody for tuning in.